How you doing? My name is Mario Lord, Real Estate Guru PK on YouTube and Instagram. Y'all check out my affiliate link with Justin P. He's a, half of the owner of Support Black Businesses. Um, Y'all check out the big business and the Runaway Billionaire affiliate link down below in the description below. And y'all also check out N1 Finance, Weeble, and then I also have a course, an ebook, it's $25. It's like my mentor course. It shows you how to wholesale. And then my other affiliate links for SoFi, Robinhood, Discover, Chase. And that's it, y'all have a nice day. How y'all doing? This is another episode of Real Estate Group Podcast. I have a special guest, uh, Atlanta's hair doctor. Um, she was down bad in 2019. She made like a million this, this past year. And um, she's doing very, very well. Um, she just got in town, I want to say last night. And she blessed me by coming on the podcast. And um, here she is. Well, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, so, yeah. Where you want to start at? You want to start with, like, Milwaukee or or, or you coming to Atlanta? Um, I feel like we can kind of start probably from... How, how was your childhood? You can start right there. Okay. Um, so, I grew up in a single-family home with 10 kids. It was 10 of us. For real? <laughs> yeah, my mom had six kids uh, for adopted. Oh, for real? <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. So, um, we always like you know lived in like a low income. Like we grew up really poor. No men, no daddies was there. I had an amazing stepdad, but no like real daddy. You know. So, um, so yeah. So that was all in Milwaukee. That was all in Milwaukee. That was just like how I grew up. Like just a single mom. I have a really small family. Um, okay. So, yeah, I come from a really uh, small family outside of my mom and her kids mm -hmm. and our, my sisters and brothers, so I should say. Um, so, yeah. Is that better? How, how was school like for you? Okay, so this is going to sound really, like you ain't going to believe this, but I was a really bad kid. Okay. <laughs> I was a really bad kid. I fought a lot. Um, really? I fought a lot. Like, like, like you was winning all the time, or, or you was? Uh huh. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting beat up sometimes. Sometimes I was winning, but I fought a lot. Um, yeah, I like think, a bad temper. I, I did, and okay. I think one of the things was was that I didn't like men. I didn't have my dad, so I can't believe I even liked men because I didn't have my dad. So my thing was always like it was a song that was um, I ain't had no daddy around when I was growing up. You probably. Uh, Tara Marie. Yeah. yeah, so I used to always sing that song and just be wild. And I didn't realize that I was really just hurt because I didn't have that daddy. So when I would have teachers who were men and they would tell me, like, do this or do that, I'd be like, what? Like, I just, I would want to fight them. I was so angry as a kid. So you were angry at, like, men as a whole or, or, just, like, or just because you didn't have your biological father around? Well, honestly, I think it was more so I didn't have my daddy, so I felt like I didn't like men, period. I just, like, you couldn't tell my, my stepdad. I would be, like, mean to him. I would disrespect him at times, like, uh, roll my eyes. Um, it was just because, like, why my daddy not here? Like, I would hear people would be like, oh, me and my daddy. I'm like, like, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what it's like sleeping in a bed with your dad, what it's like riding in a car with your dad. Like, I, I never experienced that. 
Do you have a relationship with your biological father now or no? Now, yeah, we do. It's better. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like he owes you anything, like an apology? Um, I think for a long time I was really hurt by him not being there. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 at one point I was like, I don't really need you. Like, why are we, like, we don't, I'm grown now. But then I realized that was a part of me that was broken. Did you reach out to him or he reached out to you? He reached out to me and then I reached out to him. So now we got a better relationship. Has he, he's met your kids and everything? He have met my kids. Okay. Yep, is he a so part of their life? He is. Okay, that's great. How's you, your relationship with you and your mom? My mom is now my really good friend. But growing up, I think growing up, like, my mom was very, very, she was, like, hurting and broken. Like, she would, like, like we didn't know if our name was, like, B-H. Like, she disrespected us. That's why I'm so big now with, like, treating your kids with the utmost respect. Like, I don't say stupid to my kids. I don't tell them to shut up. Everything is about speaking life. But my mom didn't do that with us. Like, she would, she yelled a lot. It was just, it was it was really bad. But now that I, I've grown up and I am the first millionaire in my family, I'm like the black sheep, uh, we had a good relationship, a really good relationship now. But it wasn't like that when I was younger. And I was bad, too, so, like, what you expect? <laughs> like, you always get kicked out of schools, you know? I mean, I feel like as a parent, you got to be more patient with the ones that are act, acting out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, my son, he acts out, so I'm, I, I try to have be as patient as possible with him. Yeah. And really try to figure <clears throat> out, too, like, why you doing that? Yeah, What's wrong? Yeah. Like, my mama never asked those type of questions. Like, she never asked, like, like it was never, like, I love you. Like, this is hurting me. Like, yeah. I want you to do it. But my grandmother, me and my grandmother, my grandmother was like my mother. My grandmother would say to me, like, um, Jasmine, like one time she told me, she was like, if you don't stop what you're doing, like, you know, you're going you gonna to send your grandma, you're going to kill me. I was like, oh, that hurted me because uh, I love her. I'm like, she was like, you stressing me out so bad, baby. She was uh, like, why? And I, and I remember that conversation and I stopped getting kicked out of schools and I really got myself together. You know, as far as like, so how many schools you got kicked out of? Oh my goodness, I went to so <laughs> many schools. I got kicked out of probably like ten schools. I was really a bad kid. That's all for fighting. Fighting, just uh, being disrespectful, like too disrespectful. Yeah. I got kicked out of one school. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I said that's it. You should have <laughs> got kicked out of that. But that that like that affected my parents a lot. They they just thought it was over for me. Yeah. yeah. They thought the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I went to uh, all, I graduated from an or alternative school, alternative school. Like, so okay. It was just, I just couldn't get it right. And then when I graduated, I was like, I'm going to be, I, first of all, I hated school too. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I hated school. Like, why? <laughs> so then I went to college and then that didn't work out. Oh, you went to college for real? But I only went for like a couple months. No, that's, that's something. I mean, you tried though. A lot of yeah. people won't even, won't even try. Yeah, I did try, but it didn't work out either. Okay. But I, at that time, though, I wasn't like fighting and I wasn't angry. I didn't know though until I got grown that I was mad at my dad. Like we see a lot of kids acting out. We see a lot of people like, like we'd be like, "What's wrong with that little girl? Why that little boy?" We don't understand these kids. They could have empty love tanks. Like that's what I was struggling with, but I didn't know how to communicate that. What was your first job? Did you? Work? Yeah, I got my first job when I was like 13. 13? I think I was 13, 14. I worked at McDonald's. McDonald's? How was that like? 
I loved it. That was my favorite job. Oh, for real? <laughs> I love McDonald's. Like, McDonald's taught me a lot about people. Like, okay. being a cashier there, like, you dealt with some of everything. Like, why my fries ain't? Like, ma'am, you taking too long. Like, so it t- it, it kind of helped me calm, keep myself like, like, because if I wanted to make money, then we were poor. Yeah. Like, I had to be here. And if, if I got an attitude or something with the manager, they would just send me home. What'd you do with your money? I helped my mom pay bills. Oh, for real? Yes. Oh, that's so, so yep. commendable of you. I helped my mom pay bills. I worked to help her because it was just her. And it was like, you know, my stepdad was there, but he worked like did tires and worked on cars and stuff like that. So I, I was like, Shh, I'm helping my mama, all my money. Mm-hmm. I um bought my brothers and sisters like Christmas clothes or uh, time to go back to school. I bought them shoes, stuff like that. How's your relationship with your brothers and sisters? So I have my sisters is good. I have two brothers who are under 30 who both are on dope. Both of them are on dope. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Yep, both of my brothers are on drugs. And it breaks my heart because we our city is so small. So people be like, dude, your sister. And then my, my, I talked to my oldest brother, and I was like, man, I love you, man. And he, he was like, his name, man, he was like, yeah, sis, he was like, people be out, they be seeing me, but they be like, man, your sister, she doing this and this. And I be like, so what? It ain't me, you know. Uh, so Have you tried to get him in rehab? Well, I asked him, I talked to him about it, but it's like, I just feel like he have to be ready for that. So, in both of them. And I'm, I'm going to say this because this is so important to me. I have realized that everything is like you speaking life. I remember my mom used to say to my brothers, call them retarded bees. You retarded bees, you this. And my brothers, they grew up. One of my brothers grew up. All of a sudden, it's like he really was. Something was wrong. I'm like, nothing was wrong with him as a kid. Like, we were fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, you constantly spoke that, and now that's what you get. So, like, my brothers, they never was told, like, man, I love y'all. Like, you a king. Like, even now, my mom, I'm like, mama, you can't just be cussing him out. He a man. At the end of the day, I know he on dope. Mm-hmm. But he's a man. It's a certain way you got to talk to him. And I had to learn that because I didn't know how to talk to a man. Mm-hmm. My mama talking to her dudes, crazy. I didn't learn that until I got with my husband. And he was like, no, that ain't happening. You're going to respect me. Exactly. I'm like, he like, you ain't about to be around here calling me out my name. I'm like, what? My mama and them did it. Everybody do it. It's, what's the problem? Exactly. So. Why, why do you feel like it's important to talk to men with respect? Well, now that I know better, it's because, like, I don't care if it's a broke man. You know, I don't care if it's a man on dope. Like, that's still a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it really start from, like, now I got a son. My son is six. Like, I've never told him to shut up. I've always spoke life. He could be doing whatever. We could be somewhere in the airport. People be like, oh, my God, look how she handled that. And they'd come up to me. I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And I just think that if I'm building him up this way, when he get older, because I mean, being a black man, it's going to be difficult anyway. Exactly. So I must yeah. speak life into this little boy now. That's important. And I think my brother, he both of my brothers, my oldest brother, I talked to him a couple months ago when I went back home. He said, I just gave up. So he was like, I tried. I'm tired. I'm like, dang. So uh, can we talk about, uh, I guess, your marriage and how it affected like you being an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I actually was, I met my ex-husband when I was 18 years old at my uncle's funeral. Yeah. And I will never forget when I met him, he was already like in the family. So my mom them knew him. He was my cousin, best friend. He was seven years older than me. So they were like, um, 
oh my God, he's so amazing. Jasmine, if you talk to him, blah, blah, blah. He because he was like the man, you know, back home. Okay. So we got I got married at 21. We bought our first home cash and everybody looked up to us. I had everything, the finer of everything. And we moved to Atlanta. Did y'all date or y'all or y'all just Well, we was got, dating for eighteen. That was three years. Three years? Yeah. And okay, then so like, y'all dated from eighteen to twenty one. And then y'all 18 got married. 18 to 21. And then okay. we got married. Okay. But I did some wrong things, man. Here's one of the things I learned. So we got married because of, and I never told anybody this, but we literally got married because a girl came to our door and she was in love with him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I was 21 years old. He was like, I love you so much. I'm going to go marry you. And you ain't going to never worry about her. And we got married. And I still like, had to worry about her. <laughs> like a day later? Uh, the day, the same day, the, same, the day. same day we went to Chicago and we got married. And that's how I got married, based on that. <laughs> I know it sounds bad, but I was so in love with him. I would do anything for that man. I was so in love with him. I never thought that I would be like divorced and a single mom. I never thought that. Yeah. But that's how we got married and we built, we just, we still was friends. You know, I still was worrying about her from time to time and um, up until two years ago, that's when we split. Mm-hmm. But that really, really affected me because not only was it like I'm going through this divorce, but it was like now there was a pandemic. So we was already like when he left, I, when he left me, then he came back in February, then I left him. I left him with a house full of everything. And mm-hmm. I just had to start over from the floor um, with the kids, no stove, no refrigerator, nothing. I didn't take anything when I left him, nothing. And then the pandemic came the next month. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a struggle. It was all about mindset. I had to change how I operated, change how I did things, change how I showed up. I was actually Jazzy Wigs at the time when I was with him. And I rebranded. I became Atlanta Hair Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why, why Atlanta Hair Doctor? Why not Milwaukee Hair Doctor? Well, because I was in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Atlanta. So it was no point in me being Milwaukee Hair Doctor because okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't looking back. And I knew... Like, I don't have family in Atlanta. I don't have friends. I don't have nobody to be like, oh, I need this. Or can you help me? You know, anything. So um, I wanted to make Atlanta, like, my home. I knew that. That's why we moved there. We both moved there because we were entrepreneurs and we were starting over. Why did y'all decide to move to Atlanta? It was either Atlanta or Houston. Oh, for real? Yes. And he was like, um, we both were like, we stayed in Houston for a month. Stayed in Atlanta for a month. Okay. And um, we both decided on Atlanta. And then three months later, we, we divorced. We separated. Wow. Yeah. Do you think if y'all stayed in Houston, y'all would have still been together? Or no? It well, wouldn't matter? I don't know. That's hard. I don't know. I think Houston is slower than Atlanta. Yeah. I think it's more going on over there. But I can say that it didn't have nothing to do with, like, us getting divorced. It had nothing to do with Atlanta. Because people be saying that, like, you know, in Atlanta, when people move here, they just go through a divorce. I'm like, well, our divorce didn't have nothing to do with being in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, what made you what made what what made you um, not decide Houston? What made you decide Atlanta? I know you like State 48 out here. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the food, but I love the food there too. Okay. Um, I think it was just more of the culture, like the culture. Yeah, in Atlanta. We, we was like, yeah, we can build here. Yeah, it's like a real, real deep, um, dope, dope culture out there. Yes. It was, I was like, we could build here. And that was our goal. We were, we were going to become this power couple. It was going to be like, we was taking over. We was doing this and this and this. And then life happened. 
He, he's like a uh, your husband's like he was like a traditional traditional husband. Like he paid all the bills. Kind of like my father, he paid all the bills. My mom just paid her car note. That's it. That's yeah. it. So, how was that when y'all separated and divorced? How did that affect you, like having to be independent from him? Like, how did you have to, I guess, evolve as a person? Everything at repo, both cars. So, we had matching QX80 um, Infinity trucks. Like, I bought him one, I got me one. I think that was like 80,000, 90,000. When they first came out, so we were like, the goals. Everybody was looking like and back home in Milwaukee, like, dang, like people was like, that's my dream cars. And it was a small city, so people was really like that was a big deal there. And when uh I left him, I, I let them take both of the cars. That's why my credit was so messed up. Mm -hmm. Um what was it before it got messed up? Um, I think it was like seven something. Oh, for real? Then it went down to like four something. Mm -hmm. And that's when I met uh Runway. He gave really? me his personal information. Um but it was real bad. And I had to learn how to be independent. See, we don't realize how much help we be having when you had a spouse, mm -hmm. when you had a husband. And, you know, you'd be like, whatever. But when you got to do it by yourself with kids, it's different. I think we, we take that for granted. We take it for granted. Yeah, we do. Like, I be looking at women like, you got a husband that help you? And he ain't mean to you? That's my whole thing. So my ex-husband was mean. He was mean. Yeah. Like, if he wasn't like that, I could probably work past some of the stuff. But controlling and mean, I couldn't deal with that. So, okay, so y'all divorce. Um, can you take me step by step of how you just built your brand? Like like the products, like Alopecia Era product, and just like the different products you have. And then I want you to, to promote your products as well on, on the podcast. Oh, thank you. So, so let me say, how did I start this? So... I initially started this product line like a year ago. Okay. And I had, um, I started it with uh, me mixing oils. I was actually repackaging, rebranding. So I was just mixing oils at home. Um, I was like, just cash at me. I'm going to send you the oil. Like, I was just hustling like that. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up getting a four-ounce bottle. Then I ended up getting the eight-ounce bottle. So with the four-ounce bottles, um, the packaging was horrible. I hated the packaging. And I was like, I, I can't sell this. Like, it was so ugly. But I was like, but the stuff inside worked. So then that made me like a good amount of money. And then I just, I repackaged again and I went through um, somebody different. Now we have eight ounce bottles and this product line has changed the game. But before I started my product line, what I had to learn how to do is to build that brand because people buy from people who they know, like, and trust. And I had to understand that. How can I build that in a community of Everybody got a product line. Everybody got, you know, something that they're selling. How can I make mine different? Mm -hmm. So that's when I got into, like, understanding funnels and stuff. And my partner, Millionaire Barber, is the person who taught me about that. And he created this quiz for me. And it was specific hair questions during the pandemic. Um, I asked five questions, like, if you can wave a magic wand, how would you solve your issues? Um, what are your hair issues? And women would put on there, like, a lot of women – had the same problems. It was like alopecia, shedding, breakage, thinning. So I would call these women back. And I didn't have anything to sell them at the time. But um, I, I would call them back and I would say, you know, hey, this is Jad. They would be so surprised that I even called. So, so the quiz was for the people. This is on Instagram, correct? Yeah. Okay. So the quiz was just for the people who were interested, who had hair issues. It was okay. a hair quiz. And um I would talk to them like, hey, Keisha, this is Jazzy. Okay, tell me what, what's going on with your hair. And then they would talk to me, oh, my God, you call me back. They would tell me all these things that they were experiencing. 
and I would have a sheet and I would just tally up, shed it, break it, thin it. And this is how I created this product based on the problem that they were having. So by the end of the call, they would be like, so what you got for me? And I'm like, I don't got nothing to sell you. <laughs> but because I had them in my funnel, I was able to, when I did get the product, it was a no brainer. They was mm -hmm. like, oh, I already built some sort of no like and trust because I called them personally. Um, so you made you made them feel like you really cared about absolutely. what was going on with everything them. is about that. Everything is about you showing that you care about what it is. They, like I don't, you can't just buy from me. I take them through a whole funnel. I'm educating them. It's never just like click the link you buy now. No, but you like built a rapport with them as well. Absolutely, I send them emails. Different every day, they're getting an email from me. Um, educating, empowering, enlightening, like really putting in that work, building a community. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I was when I did that and I created the product, it was no it was a no brainer. So now I can make so much money with that product line. It's crazy. Every day people are buying. And not only that, but I made it so I was like the Louis Vuitton or the Burberry. Like my products are not cheap. I charge ninety dollars for my shampoo and conditioner. Mm -hmm. You can go somewhere else and buy shampoo and conditioner for seven dollars, eight dollars. Mm -hmm. So what made mine so different? Well, I built a community of women around a specific problem. Yeah, results. Yeah, results. All everything is results. And then, the, like the testimonials as well. Testimonials, yep. So we have everything set up right now. I got um, be doing ads and stuff, but I haven't done any ads for anything yet. Can you talk about the lady that uh that lost her child and and got alopecia? Error? Oh yeah. So um, there was a lady who um I I met. Um, it was this big thing on the internet. A little ten year old ended up having brain tumors and yeah. stuff like that. Ended up passing away. So she came to me and she was like, "I ain't got no hope." She was like, "I've always had hair," and I told her, "I said just stay consistent with my products." And she did, and now she got her her hair and edges back. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. Man, if I would have had that product when I was, I had alopecia in middle school. I had like like six, seven holes in the back of my head. Really? And I had to, uh, they had to pump like steroids. Like with a needle, like a like a two inch needle, like this. Wow! They had to like eject it in the back of my head, and it hurt like really, really bad. Mm -hmm. So if I would have had your product, you'd have saved me a lot of pain. <laughs> Dang! But it grew back. Yeah, yeah, it grew back. Okay. I'm good. Um, my mom had to put like mascara on there, and Dang. it was really bad. I People was, talked I was, about you too. Yeah, I got, I got made fun of a little bit, but you know, you kind of know who your friends really are. That's yeah, that's oh what for matters. sure. Yeah. So. Uh, it was like a couple of like probably like two years and I got it back. It was all it was all good though. It was it was just a learning experience for me, like who your friends really are. Right. <clears throat> Can you talk about your friends a little bit? Like, you know, who's helped you and who's uh been supporting you through through your uh through your journey? Well, I don't know to say I have like friends, friends, but I do meet people. So like I met Runway on the internet. Mm. Um I met Millionaire Barbara, which is my partner on the internet. Um but really, it's just Millionaire Barbara. That's the person who helped me with, like, all of my systems, my funnels, putting everything in place for me. Because I didn't know about that. Before, I wasn't operating my life like that. Mm -hmm. And now with this pandemic, like, things is, we don't know what's about to happen again. Everybody's getting sick. Yeah. Things are, I mean, physically, I, I may can't go back in the salon. Mm -hmm. Like, when the shop shut down, I had nothing going online. So that's what made me, too. Like, no, I need to have a blueprint. I need to have, be doing stuff online physically where I don't have to be there physically. If I have things on online, I don't have to be, you know, in person. Um, can you talk about who like influenced you, like Neo, 
Eric Thomas, like different. Oh my goodness. Like so I love ET. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. ET. And I really love Neo too. Neo have taught me a whole lot. Um, I listen to like Les Brown. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. Okay. That I can think of. How did, like, what, what was like your, um, what was your breaking point? Like after you divorced, like what, what, when did you know, like, okay, I can make a million dollars now? Um, when I started building my brand, okay. when I started like really like getting influence, like uh, people would always say like, oh, followers don't equal dollars. I'm like, to who? If I get them in this funnel system <laughs> and I can follow up with them and I can, you know, really build this, this tribe, I, I, that's when I started making money. I started showing up every day. I go live. I educate. I talk. I don't care if it's one person on there or a hundred mm. or, you know, I just, was consistent. Everything is about consistency. And I listened to um I think it was it was ET. He said if you want success as bad as you can breathe, mm -hmm. like that's a real thing. Like how bad do I want this? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't make it an excuse because I had kids. You know, being a single mom, I had to just really really figure out my why. Like what's your purpose? Um can you talk about that when you were working on yourself? Uh, when you were going through the divorce with your husband, can you talk about that that evolution? Well, yeah. So like I I had to create a routine. I'm very strict with my routine. Mm -hmm. um, it consists of like me getting up before I touch my phone. Um, just really just thanking God. I'm very a believer. So everything is like thank you, Lord. I'm just so grateful. I don't know if you know I can move or do this or this, but if I'm operating at the highest levels of wealth, which is mind and mouth, if I can do that, I'm grateful. Um, and then after that, me and my kids, we have a devotion book. We do affirmations. I do prayer with myself. And I also work out five days a week. It wasn't always like that. Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday. Um, but for the last, like, six months, it's just consistent. I'm always, like, working on being a better me. I fast, so I don't eat until 2 o'clock. Because um, I had gained weight. I was smaller when I was married, and then I gained, like, 30 pounds. So you don't eat breakfast at all? I don't eat, man, no. Nothing until 2 o'clock? Nothing until 2 most times. Now, if I'm out sometimes, um, if it's like somebody coming in into Atlanta or something, but that's not my routine. My routine is that I don't eat until after two. Why did you become a pescatarian? Um, honestly, I felt like I, every time I became dependent, I was dependent. I, at first, it was just chicken and seafood. Then when I went through my divorce, I was just, that's how I probably gained 30 pounds. Chicken, 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 chicken. I was like, girl. So I gave up chicken. And um, I feel like God would tell me things like give up to get. So I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do hookah. I don't club. Um, I'm not just like out here just dating all these people. I'm very, very cautious. I don't listen to certain stuff. You can't call me in the morning telling me about nothing negative. I had to change all of this stuff. All of this stuff I had to change, including uh, what I ate. What all did you cut out, like, as far as your diet went and then, like, people? Um, so no meat again. So I'm pescetarian. If I eat anything, it's seafood, seafood. if I'm going to eat it, but that's not an everyday thing. Some days I, I, I go without that. Um, um, people too. I had to get rid of friends. There were certain people that just gossiped a lot. They gossiped a lot, but also just didn't want to see me operate at my highest self. And there was a time where I would feel like I didn't want to do a lot. I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable or I don't want to make them feel like so I'm doing too much. Of your, of your success. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not playing small. So I need people around me that I can operate 
as myself, as a, a big person, as I feel, and not a person that's like, who she thinks she is? So that's why I don't have, like, female friends. I, I talk to them on the phone, my sister and mom, but I don't have, like, there's not, like, a tribe of women that I'm just, like, out here hanging out with. No. You have any accountability partners? Um, Just my partner, really. That's it? Yeah, that's really it. Ain't nobody else holding me at me, shit. Ain't nobody else holding me accountable. Did you have any, like, setbacks, like, real major setbacks besides, you know, the repos and all that? Well, when the pandemic happened, because I was expecting, because me and my kids were sleeping on the floor, I never forget, in a two-bedroom. And I was expecting to buy, like, I had, like, 70 clients that month. And then they closed the shops down. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, how am I about to get beds? I need a refrigerator. I need a stove. I needed a lot of stuff. Did you panic? I did kind of freak out a little bit, but I did apply for food stamps. So that helped at least to, like, So you went from food stamps to, like, a million dollars? Yep. I was like, to heck with this. I don't need them no more. But it was a it was a good help. And that, you know, the rent was higher there. It was it was so challenging. But I love to encourage women, especially who are mothers, it's possible. But you're going to have to give up to get. You won't have to let go of some of your bad habits, some of the same the people. You're gonna have to, you know, and then I have to keep telling myself, like Jasmine, you're not average. You're not average. Don't operate in an average way. Average girls do that. You don't have to do that. You know? Can, can we talk about what we talked about a little bit about uh, how women are in dating? Can we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> the women going to be mad at me. <laughs> they, need, yes, they need to we, hear this. We can talk about that. We can. Okay. Um. So you are talking a little bit about, like, dating and, how men they like they want to take you like on to fancy restaurants and you're like telling them like it's not about that i'd rather go like on a walk like in a park or whatever can you talk about that a little yeah, bit yeah so one of the things okay so by me being with my ex-husband <laughs> for my entire life this whole like being a woman who's not married mm. even though i have a partner is different yeah like so i'm just learning like dang you know you meet a guy he want to take you out he want to spend money and it's like don't impress me. I don't know. I'm not saying it doesn't impress me. I mean, like. But you know, guys are used to that, though. They're used yeah, to. Yeah, but see, I don't it, know if that's just women who just don't have their own or if women. But I'm, I'm going to say this. I do women hair. So I know a lot of times women are like, listen, I'm about to get cute. I don't really like him like that, but he bought me bags and he take me to right. nice places. So you only like him for that. You willing to exchange your time for money. It's not that important to me. But I feel like I feel like women are programmed in 2021 that like they're um they're programmed that a man needs to take them to State 48, uh mm-hmm. Maestros, Houston's, like or like that's like their love language. Like he doesn't like me like that unless he takes me to these nice restaurants. You know, I honestly I really think that's just some type of generational trauma. Like you think that you you feel like you deserve it. I mean, there are so many women. They can't cook. They can't clean. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to truly even take care of a man. You want what you can't. You can't take care of him. And you think because you make money, that's it. You know, so I think that a lot of times women are just so, and men, they just allow it to happen. they like, or they probably don't care. they like, I'm going to do this because that's what they, mm-hmm. you know. But women, it ain't no, oh, we, let's just go walk. Let's go get a cup of coffee. That would be dope. Like, they're not doing that anymore. And and to be honest, you become a bill. Mm-hmm. See, when I was 18 years old, I knew how to, like, 
I had one of those husbands who he had a PhD. He was the smartest and the best. I had the best husband at the time in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I knew how to keep them, keep him. Like, it's a skill. Anything is easy to get, but to know how to keep him, right? So, like, the cooking, the cleaning, I knew, like, when to shut up. I knew when to talk. I knew, like, when we first met, it was walks. We walked, walked, walked. Like, we went on. That's what we did. Y'all worked out together? We worked out. We rode bikes. Oh, that's nice. We did the free stuff. And now that I'm here and I'm 31, I'm like, dang, like, you got to do all that just for what? I'm like, I don't want to do that. I think um, women don't know how to be an asset anymore. They just know how to be a liability. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. I say a lot of them. Like, I, like just the other day, we, like, well, I came up here, and it was, like, some, some kids here, like, in their 20s, mm -hmm. and the girls, they kind of wanted to, like, go out to eat afterward. And a lot of guys, they didn't want to go because – I know for I know that they probably were gonna ask them to pay the bill, so that's probably why they were like, "Oh, I don't want to oh, yeah. go. I don't want to go." <laughs> for sure, and that's interesting because I met this one girl, and she was telling me she was like, "Well, you know, he knew I was gonna start asking him for money." And it's just like, wow, you know, relationships should be reciprocal. Like you, you my friend. Like if we go out to eat, you don't always have to pay. I pay sometimes. You pay sometimes. Like, who cares? It's not about that. I will. I will say this. I was my. I mean, my my parents still married to this day. My dad always paid for everything, so I kind of, I kind of will say that the man should pay the bill the majority of the time. But I don't not, think it really matters, though. It shouldn't matter. I don't care. I mean, if that's your if, friend, if y'all in a relationship and if y'all married, I'll say that. Okay. Well, if you're in a relationship, are you married? Okay. But I don't. I mean, there's times where, but, but not when not I was married, not dating though. I'll say that, not, not dating. Not dating? Yeah. I don't know because, time. I mean, when I was married, I would sometimes pay the stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, if we went somewhere, I would pay for our trips. We traveled a lot. A lot of times I would pay for the trips. Sometimes, like, I don't know. I just, I don't I don't always think of it like. So you feel like a lot of women are, are like, lost? Well, I think that um, for, a lot of women us. think that it's all about getting. Like, you haven't tried to do no work on yourself. You know, I'm not just talking about the outside getting the bodies and stuff done. I'm talking about you really healing, like you learning how to cook. Like, do you have a cookbook? Do you know how to do any of that? Like, you want a date, you want a man, you want a husband, but do you know how to clean, girl? What do you think about what Sweetie said about the whole Birkin bag thing? She, she, was, she was like saying that your man needs to buy you a Birkin bag or whatever. Like, she was telling, like, she went on live with Quavo but before they broke up and was mm -hmm. like, your man needs to buy you a Birkin bag. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to be very honest. <laughs> like, if you buy me something, let it be something that can make me more money. Okay. Like, my partner bought me a Hydro Mist for Christmas, a Hydro Mist machine. And uh, I think he probably only paid, like, $1,200, $1,500 for this Hydro Mist. And I probably made the year maybe, like, 100000 plus. Can you explain what that is? It's a machine that you use, like, with red and blue light therapy to treat alopecia, to treat oh, scalp issues. Okay. So he probably paid, like, 1000 or 1200 for it. But I would rather a person do that and let me bring my own bag. Now, if I want a Birkin, I already made, you know, over six figures. I could mm -hmm. buy that. But I, I, I don't necessarily feel, I, I don't look at life like most people. And that's just me. And I'm, I'm really not, I, I don't want to think like that. But I feel like you're, like, real wise because you're married for so long. So you kind of see life different than, say, a woman that was single in her 20s to her 30s. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I also just feel like a lot of times, like right now at 31, when I do talk to women, 
everything is about finding a man and you want kids. And I'll, look, I'll say this too. I feel like Ooh. being married nowadays is like it's like a badge of honor instead of actually being married and finding that person. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of women are just getting married to be like um, to have that one over their friends. Oh yeah, for sure. It's all like, oh, this is what they're doing. This is the thing to do. But I always say, like, anything is easy to get. You must be able to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, you know, I, I guess I'm, I don't feel like, oh, he got to buy me a Birkin or we got to go to five-star rest. I mean, the problem is that most women don't really like these men because the men that they like ain't doing it. I guarantee you, like, a man that you really like, especially if you're a one percenter, he's not doing it. And this is how I know because the women, they come to me to get their hair done. It's the men that they don't like that's doing everything for them. They don't really like them. They're just doing it because, <laughs> like, he like her, you know? There's this uh, this couple I know. She divorced, and he, I don't really know too much about him, but I know about her. And she, she like, just divorced. He was, like, around, and she was like, you know, I don't, I just divorced. I'm not really looking for anything. He was just like, you know, whatever, because she's, like, real pretty. So he mm-hmm. was like, you know, whatever you want to do, just cool <laughs> with me. So, he like slowly worked his way into the, into like, and then he like lost his car in the process. Like he literally devoted like everything to her, lost his car, I think lost his apartment. And then like, now they're in a relationship. But Oh, they are in a relationship though? But, After but, he lost everything? Yeah. Wow. But, but that's but to, surprising. But to him, it was worth it because she was like pretty. Like it's a lot of guys like that though. Like it's all worth it if she's pretty enough. Yeah. So, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like like those girls that you're talking about, like, say, if, like, he's showering them with gifts. But that to that guy, he might feel like it's worth it. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, men, and that, that sometimes is like a man, like, he got some, some, sometimes men be having issues where it's an ego thing for them. Like, yeah, if I can buy her this, it's like, whoa, you know, so... You know, I definitely think it's an ego thing. A lot of men want trophy wives as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Were you like a trophy wife to your husband? Um, I don't know if I was a trophy wife. I feel like he did a lot for me. Like, he was, he loved me so much. Like, he would do anything. He wanted to for me to have the best. And, um, you know, in return, I just tried to be, like, the best to him. Cause my husband was a different type of guy. Like an average woman can't do, can't be with him mm-hmm. because he, you gotta, you gotta be somebody that's like, okay, you know, you gotta really understand the way he think. Just, he liked to talk a lot. He could just sit you down and you talking for hours. You like, I gotta go cook the chicken burning, <laughs> like the food burning. <laughs> and he just like, no, we finna sit here and talk about this. Um, so it takes a special type of person for sure. Especially like 13 years. Yeah. Can you talk about y'all y'all still like y'all still amicable, y'all relationship right now? Yeah, so we are, you know, we we doing the best we can with the two kids. But um it I mean it's been a challenge. It's been a journey. Two years going through the divorce, fighting for custody of my kids. Um, like him having this new girl that he thought was like gonna be like this, this, and this, and now he like, you know, I just really want my family back, you know. Mm-hmm. And I understand and I, I know how important family is, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, like your your y'all relation. Well, your relationship with him is really commendable because I know a lot of girls that wouldn't have been cool with him at 
at all after, you know, how he did you when y'all divorced, like, you know, the restraining order and all that. Um, why, 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 why are you so amicable, amicable with him? Like, why? Um, I think it's, it's really truthfully, I'm not, I'm not supposed to give him karma. It's not my job to do. God don't want me operating like that. But he got karma. So he does have his karma, but it wasn't for me to be the person that's like, oh yeah, I wish this, you know? And one of the things that, that was the worst, and this is why I'd be like, do I ever want to get married again? Mm -hmm. My husband said, my ex-husband said, I want half of her business. And that broke my heart because I'm like, you didn't help me build nothing. Like you left me and I had all these bills and these kids and you want half of what? He wants it right now? Or, or? Well, it was like right now. Yeah, it was like, yeah, he was like, he was like, if she don't, because we own a house in cash back home, yeah. a nice, beautiful condo that we both put money into. And I was like, well, let's just split everything. And he was like, no, nah, if she want to keep, uh, if she want the equity or whatever out the house, then I won't have her business. And I was like, that was, that was hard because I was at the peak. So then my, my attorney said, stop posting on the Instagram. You need to just, block, you know, have your Instagram private. You need to, um, you know, make sure that, like, I had all these rules and restrictions. I'm like, I'm not about to live like that. She's like, slow the business down. I'm like, oh, I'm at a peak. Down. I can't wow. slow down. Because she was just like, I mean, if not, like, he's entitled. I guess that's like the law, like 50-50. Like. Is that the law in Atlanta or Milwaukee? Well, both. Both. It is like where you, I mean, that's what she told me. She was like, he's entitled to any half, and you can get half of what he got. And I'm like, I don't want half of what he got. She's <laughs> like, well, you're entitled to it. So I ended up giving him the house. And, you know, and now I still look at it like no matter what, I'm never going to wish ill. I'm always going to try to help be the best mother I can to our kids. I'm a, like, right now he's sick. So I'm like Instacart and everything you need. Like when I get back home, hey, let me see what I can do to help you. Like that's, that's just who I am. You're like, that's like the whole situation is like that Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> that's what you said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ever do him. I'm never, it doesn't matter who, if I was married to somebody, it would be the same thing. I'm like, this is my kid's father. And people don't understand. It wasn't always bad. Yeah. You know, you be with somebody for 13 years, you can't say, at the end of the day, this man took great care of me. Why, why do you think of the good times instead of thinking about the bad times? Because a lot of people don't think like that. They just yeah. think oh, about yeah. all the bad times. Well, I mean, I think about it like this. Like, I got he got my first car. I didn't know how to drive. My mom don't know how to drive. Like, so he taught me how to drive. Bought me a stick shift. Taught me how to drive. Like, he was almost like, my father almost. He taught me so So he much. was like a traditional, like my grandma was kind of like that. Yeah. Like my grandfather drove her everywhere. So you were like a traditional housewife basically. Yeah, mostly. I mean, I did hair. I worked. But my money was like my money. We never had joint accounts or he never asked me. Like he did everything. Took great care of our kids. Like, yeah. Let's talk about the ring he got you. Um, how much was the ring? <laughs> So I actually had like a diamond, one diamond that when we got it appraised, it was appraised at like 30 some thousand. It was just one solid diamond. We did a lot of thrifting and pawn shops. And mm -hmm. He had got the ring. I forgot how much he paid up for it. I think like half of that. And um, he got it in like a little, I mean, he got it, you know, put inside of a one. It was a high diamond. And anybody who knew diamonds, when they seen it, they'd be like, and it was just solid. But when we went through our divorce, I like I was taking it off though and I left it. So I know that ring is like gone. So you get you gave back to him? Mm-hmm. And I have his too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we do like a minority report. My boy Josh kind of started it. 
what do you how do you project yourself in like five years? Like far as like the business, you could say material things, yeah. just the children, growth. Um, can we talk like how important for is it for your kids to have be entrepreneurs or is it gonna be important like when they when they're of age, like 18, 19? Yeah. So like we are working on our dream house. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get us the most beautiful house. And I promised my kids that I'm like, just like mommy, keep working. Um, that's our goal. So five years, I want to be in my dream home. I'm 31, so maybe I will like be married and have more kids. I don't really know that. But I definitely know I want my dream home. And then as far as my kids, I even tell their teachers, I am raising I'm raising entrepreneurs. So we Are don't you cool if they have jobs or not or no? I mean, if they, my daughter, if my daughter was here, my son, they know that, like, if you want to be a doctor or a lawyer, mm-hmm. you go to school. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to school for communication, and no, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And also, I have it where my kids, when they get to that age, they're going to have things. Like, I have them, I have funds and stuff set up for them. So they don't have to worry. I mean, get a job for what? Why? Mm-hmm. No, I don't want, I'm not cool with that. Is college going to be important? Um, If they want to be a lawyer or a doctor, but they, I don't want them to just get out of school and go to college just for communications, no. Okay. You're going to pass your, your business to your, to your daughter? Um, I'll see what she want to do. Yeah. What if they want to work for you? Is that cool? Yeah, they can. Okay. But I, I, I don't want them, like I'll give you an example. My, my son teacher said to me, um, there are kids here who are reading chapter books and our kids not reading chapter books. Um, I said, listen, his mom is an entrepreneur. That's like me saying, oh, she made five million. I only made one or two. Mm. So we're not watching what other people are doing. He needs to focus. If this is where he is now, as long as he's trying, that's what it's about. Every day we try. And I'm not expecting my kids to go to school and get all A's. A lot of parents do that. Kids yeah. have depression, anxiety. They weird. Like, why are you so weird? Mm-hmm. And it's because, like, the parents and the teachers, they put all this pressure on kids. I don't do that with my kids. Do my kids get good, good, good grades? Absolutely. But it's not something that if you brought me a C, you and oh, my God. I'm like, uh-uh. Did you try your best? And that's good enough for mommy. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let me uh, let me do these questions, and then um, I guess we'll wrap it up. Okay. That's cool? Yeah. All right. You want, you want to talk about anything else? Mm-hmm. You cool? All right, all right, cool. Uh, Justin Owens or Mr. Two Weeks Out? Oh, Mr. Two Weeks. Two Weeks. Alex or him? Alex Good Energy or him 500? I love Alex. I told you. So you already know I'm going to say Alex Good Energy. Salon or Barbershop? Salon. Neo or Runway Billionaire? Oh, my goodness. That's a hard <laughs> pick. I love both of them. Oh my gosh. Runway. Runway? Yes. Right. Uh CEO Maddie J or Justin P. Um CEO Maddie J. Maddie J. Queen Niger or Oprah? Queen Niger. Queen Niger. Uh only because I do her hair and I love her so much. We have a good relationship. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Zoda Gota or Miss Skittles. Miss Skittles. Skittles, uh, Sierra or Courtney a day, a day, a die. Courtney. Courtney. All right. Uh, 
Queen Naja, Eric Thomas. Ah, E.T. E.T.? Okay. <laughs> Milwaukee or Atlanta? Atlanta, for sure. Okay. Uh, Donnie or CEO First Lady? CEO First Lady. Steak or fish? Steak or fish? Fish. Fish. Bentley or Rolls Royce? Bentley. Bentley. Um, Sam Owens or Brent Rivers? Sam. J-R-N-Y Crypto or Shirley B. Anything? Crypto. Crypto. Okay. Um, Rental property or Airbnb? Oh, that's hard. Airbnb. Um, Commercial building or house? Commercial building, for sure. Earn your leisure or sleepers for suckers? Earn your leisure. Money or equity? Equity, for sure. Uh, 850 credit score or a million dollars? 850 credit score. Okay. Um, Instagram or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Okay. Uh, Miami or Houston? Miami, for sure. That's Over it. Houston. <laughs> That's it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you.